Hey there. Welcome. Oh my gosh, I can't make this stuff up. I literally got halfway through the show and I realized that I had not hit record. <laughs> and I knew that there were going to be technical difficulties, uh, to say the least, um, starting off a new podcast. But uh, this takes the cake. And it's quite interesting. I might say we're starting a new podcast and it's 1.11 in the morning right now. So, <clears throat> welcome to the Haven Table Talk and YouTube channel show. By the way, I didn't know what the name of the podcast was going to be until I started editing the dialogue and setting up record setting up to record. I followed the signs my guys were, gave me and executed. And that is part of what we're going to talk about on this podcast. Um, if you don't know me, my name is Amelia. I started on TikTok as a tarot reader and a coach, and I've been on a journey ever since. Um, and this is also what we're going to talk about on this podcast. I will start off by sharing my qualifications to discuss the topics that will be shared on this frequency. I have a I've had a lifetime of experience with emotional neglect and abuse, a lifetime of being so confused about which direction I wanted to take my life, always looking outside of myself for answers. And when I decided to go through college for mental health counseling, I even allowed fate to dictate that choice. How did I do that? I had applied for a radiation therapist position and to a four-year college. And I said, whichever one I get into first, it's meant to be. So instead of really learning what I truly wanted, uh, I allowed, quote unquote, fate to dictate where I was going to go, where my life was going to lead. So here I am with a master's in mental health counseling, eight years of training to be a therapist, and now I am an author and an artist pursuing the dreams my inner child wanted from the beginning. And this is my story. So when I was a little girl, I learned to be anxious and observant of others, and made it my responsibility to make sure I did not hurt anyone's feelings or do harm to anyone. I was super apologetic to the point I was apologizing for every little thing. I remember my mom's asking me over and over again, like, what are you apologizing for? Maybe this sounds familiar to you. Maybe you struggled with the same thing. Uh, I'll keep going. So not only did I make it my job to make sure I didn't hurt anyone's feelings, but I also made it my job to make sure everyone had the commute, the opportunity to succeed to a fault. I started putting myself last, becoming a cheerleader for anyone that I saw potential in, even to the extent of my significant others. I remember, um, when my husband was going to, or my first husband was go, starting to go to nursing school, I was doing, working three jobs 
at the time. And I was going to school like very, I, I can't remember how many classes I was taking, but I was going to school too. So there would be times when I would finally see my worth and something would happen. Something significant would happen. I would, I fell down a flight of stairs and I allowed my, my, uh, my mood and everything to just go down into the gutter. And again, I was complaining all the time and really looking for outside validation to on where to go in life. Now, I think it's important to note that I have been on a spiritual awakening for my whole life. Though over the last two years, it has been taking more of a North Star North Star approach in my life to the point I had found an extremely understand deep understanding of myself and what it means to be human. What it meant to be a struggling human with years of trauma, anxiety, and depression. It wasn't one single event that caused the complex PTSD. It was multiple events that kept piling one after the other. An angry outburst here, a negative comment there, over and over again until I learned my parents were not a safe space for me to confide in. Just realizing my prompter is like way too fast. I'm trying to keep up. And it's not working for me. So thank you for bearing with me. So it wasn't the the one single event that caused the complex PTSD. It was multiple events that kept piling up, piling on top of each other. Does that mean that my parents are the worst people ever, or they were just so mean, I can't stand them anymore. Absolutely not. Uh, in fact, they made sure that all my other needs that were, you know, physical, uh, what other needs do we have? <laughs> physical, uh, like if I had to go to the hospital or anything, they would make sure that I had, um, those things in health. Yeah. It's, they had, they made sure that most of my other needs were met, but <clears throat> they did not, they weren't able to create a, uh, emotional safe space for me. And, uh, hence why the name of the show is called Haven. Uh, why is emotional safety so important? I don't think that people understand that when we are tiny little humans, we need to feel safe, to cry, to be vulnerable, to love, and be loved to make mistakes, etc. Emotional safety ex ex uh, gives us a chance to become our own authentic little selves. Without emotional safety, we start to build cracks in our way of thinking, creating confusion, negative thoughts, unhealthy attachments. Uh, we get a loss of creativity. Um, we put high expectations on ourselves and others. And then we make ourselves feel small. So we don't take up too much, too much space or not to be seen. We are disconnected from our intuition, our higher self, the universe and our purpose, all of which get unraveled later on in life. When we have finally figured out that everything we've experienced only held us back. And sometimes we get to that point of point in our life and we don't even know what our purpose is. Uh, there are plenty of um, older adults that just get so stuck 
in this idea that they have uh, missed out and have so many regrets in life that they just, they're miserable. And how fair is that to the individual that sees the world differently and wants to create, right? Like, how is it fair to them to not have that emotional safety and make sure that they are, they know it's okay to be different. It's okay to want to be creative. It's okay to play for the rest of your life. If you ask me, after going through this for the past 41 years and having such a deep, deep knowing of what being an empath is, being emotional, being uh, <clears throat> like, I don't want to say caring, but like we over care. We're people pleasers. We try to make sure that everybody else's needs are met instead of our own. Right. So the last year has been the biggest struggle of my life. Before I get too ahead of myself, though, I want to continue. You know, my my experience with emotional neglect and how I overcame it, how spirituality played a big part in my recovery, how I have found joy and peace and confidence, how I have learned to love myself, speak for myself, set boundaries and be content with where I am right now will be some of the many things that we discuss on this, on the show. This is a safe space for those that know they were brought up different and knew that they deserve something more. And I say more and not better because I always knew I could always see the potential in my parents, I could always see why things were, were the way they were. And that's what created the disconnect for me so, for so long. And I'm just getting, I'm getting emotional as I say this, because I'm like, I'm looking at, at a different lens. I've always seen it as a, in a different lens, as a higher perspective, so to speak. Because I know that my parents did the best they could with what they had in their stories, right? So this is, when I talk on the show, it's coming from my experience. And um, and if I ever get their approval on something, then maybe I will share theirs too. But for now, it's just going to be um, my experience. And we'll go from there. So let's start from the beginning. <laughs> uh, when I was eight years old, I was walking home with my neighbor, who is inevitably my first crush, and not that he knew because, um, yeah, I would I had no self confidence at all. I was eight years old, so I had looked at him and I told him that I just felt different, that uh, I knew that there was something off, and um, I didn't know how to explain it. Of course, he didn't understand because of what I was saying. It was just, it just wasn't clicking. So, and I barely could understand it myself. So how could I explain this to an eight-year-old, another eight-year-old? But at the same time, in that moment, something so innocent told me that I was feeling, what I was feeling was wrong. So I hid that part of myself, that spiritual 
uh, knowing that um, if you are familiar with spirituality, it's that uh, it's that deep. Oh, it's, it's that wisdom. It's that wisdom that you get from uh, multiple lifetimes that you've experienced. So the part of me that knew there was more to the universe, more to my existence, more to life, more to spirit and energy source, whatever you want to call it, right? It was hidden from me for a very long time. It even came out in panic attacks so severe that uh, they would affect my mood. Um, it wasn't until I was working for a rehab and watching a documentary called I Am. And if you haven't seen this or heard of it, please, I encourage you to go check it out on Amazon. Excuse me. Confirmation verb. That's the one. That's the only place I know where that has it right now. And I think it's on uh, rent for rent for like three ninety nine. And <clears throat> it's about the director of Ace Ventura um, who got into a horrible bike accident and uh, started getting into this negative mind space after that accident. Kind of like what I experienced um, earlier when I was talking about my first uh, maybe I hadn't got to that yet. <laughs> Probably not. Anyways, I just, I could relate to his story so much because that I could experience that. If you haven't heard of it yet or hadn't seen it yet, it is about the director of Ace Ventura who had gotten into a horrible car accident and, or not car accident, bike accident. I'm, I apologize. And, um, he was in this very negative mind space and, uh, he wanted to find out more. Like he was just not happy with everything that was going on in his life. And that's when he started going down this, this mind hole kind of, so to speak. Right. Uh, excuse my hair. Anyways, nobody on my podcast can, or the, if you're listening to this on the Apple podcast and you, you can't see it. The documentary basically shows how energy is everything and that is in everything and how frequency, how which frequency we we thrive on is created within our reality. I wish I could get into that more, uh, but I think that is going to have to wait for another um episode so please go watch it you'll get a better understanding of the whole concept i didn't even fully understand it at the time but uh it was the seed that started the deconstruction of the last seven years things started snowballing as it probably did for most everybody during the 2019 election year, that's when COVID just started happening and we were all bundled up in our own little homes and really seeing what was happening in our fam family dynamics, right? So this part is difficult for me to talk about, um, but my, my family was torn apart by that election and 
I would say <laughs> I was kicked out <laughs> by a controversial post that I had um, got the that had got the ball rolling for my CPTSD recovery. The glue that had my enmeshed family dynamics together had broken apart. And I realized how much I had shielded myself from seeing the truth about my mom. And immediately I sought therapy and I got burnt out from healing and taking care of others who were also healing. I learned that I was masking my need to heal by helping others, which, you know, a lot of us are doing right now, uh, still doing. And it wasn't until I started taking a training for to become a holistic therapist that I rediscovered what my purpose and my passions were. And when I tell you that when it seems like there was just a crack in the door, it turned into a waterfall gushing over a dam. And I was flying into my spirituality full throttle. I began just deconstructing all the beliefs that had been instilled in me uh, for from such a young age. I learned what shadow work was all about, and I started connecting with different parts of myself um, that were struggling to be heard, and my inner child that had been locked away. My creativity was starting to come out. Uh, eventually, I was following my inner guidance, my spirit guides, and learning to listen to my intuition. Now, for those that have heard that your intuition lies to you, this is so true. <laughs> it's so true. But that's because you're meant to follow the, the lead. Oh, excuse me. My animals are starting to get riled up again. But that's because you're meant to follow those leads until you know differently until you you learn the lesson or you gain a better understanding of what you're what you've experienced right for example i got this microphone um i got this microphone here when i still had i was still a therapist and even at that point i was guided to start this podcast, even back then, but I didn't listen. <laughs> um, all of my fears and beliefs prevented me from following through, except when it came to preparing. So I had no problem with buying things, and uh, then they would sit there and wait. And um, looking back now, I know that this podcast, if this podcast had failed, then I would have never gone back to uh, try again. And now um, I really don't care. I, I, you know, think that I'm lying. Whatever you want to do. I really seriously do not care if this podcast, fa podcast fails because I'm doing this for myself. And even as I was writing out my, my dialogue, I was still healing like there's still parts of me that are are 
are trying to get stitched back together. And, you know, we, they're, they say that you never heal completely, that there's always going to be parts of you that start coming up to the surface. And it's true. You know, there's parts, there are parts of myself that I've healed over and over and over again. And it just keeps getting easier the more I heal myself. But it's just, I just know that, um, if I'm experiencing experiencing this, I know other people are experiencing it, and I wanted to make a space that eventually um, I could allow others to help the like help share their story. So one of the things that I have struggled with for most of my life is being hurt, and what better way than to share it on the great wide web as it once used to be called, right? It all started to get weird when uh, I started following my gut and the guidance I was receiving at the end of March in 2023. I was house sitting and trying to stay afloat. Uh, I had separated from my husband, um, my second husband, and as I had left being a therapist to pursue coaching and tarot reading, and I was not getting the clientele I thought I would, um, now I was guided to those things, right, after dissolving my private private practice. Yet I wasn't getting the whole message of needing to let go of this idea that all these beliefs, right, that had been embedded in me by society, by my parents of, you know, this hustle, the hustle culture, you've heard about it. Like, it, you probably think it's, maybe you think it's fake. Maybe you don't, maybe you agree that there is such a thing as hustle, hustle culture. <laughs> I've, I get tongue tied. So that will happen often. Yet I wasn't, getting the whole picture or the whole message that I needed to let go of everything that I had learned to believe was embedded by, by society, by my parents. You know, what does society teach us? It teaches us we have to work for things to point to a point where we let our body literally break down. You know, productivity is measured by how much work you do and dictate to or dedicate to a, to a company that you can't ask for help. And if you find yourself in a bind, you need to just pick yourself up by the bootstraps and keep walking. I asked time and time again if they were sure, like my guides, my spiritual guides, um, and my intuition, if my, like, if, if my gut was even sure that this was what I was intended to do, to let go, to stop being a therapist, to, um, go on a, on a journey of following my intuition. And I kept getting a guess. Now, when I first started asking whether or not I was meant to remain a therapist, I got a no. And 
I shared this with someone when I was in the holistic training. Um, I was getting, I was taking, and they, they even asked, uh, their guidance system, like, and they got a yes, like they're, they're supposed to stay a therapist and they're, and, uh, help others in that capacity. And so at the time I thought, you know, what is wrong with me that I need to leave everything that I had worked so damn hard for? Um, and it, it just, it broke me to realize that I had put all of my time and energy into something that I was not meant to stay in, that I was, I should I don't want to say should, but um, it wasn't really like in my highest good to be a therapist when my the what I wanted to do was create. I wanted to write. I wanted to be um, a creator of worlds, right? So going back to the story, I know I got a little caught. I know I got a little off course there. Um, I was leaving the house that I was sitting when I was guided to follow my intuition into the city where I was staying. I had left at the crack ass of dawn. (laughs) Is that the way you say it? I can't remember. But the crack ass of dawn under the feeling that someone was coming to get me. So I just started walking down the street and there was an off-duty Uber driver that was waiting for a family member. And uh side note, if that Uber driver is listening, please contact me because I lost your information. Um, he was gracious enough to bring me to the train station. From there, they followed... From there, I followed my intuition uh, with two rolling bags at my hip and my backpack. Eventually, I was led to contact my husband. At the time, we were separated to send money for a train ticket. Uh, Like I said, I was um, just barely making it. So I needed a train ticket to get home. And halfway through the train ride, there was a boulder that made it to the train, like, that made the train stop. It was in the middle of the track. And my anxiety got the best of me. It was interfering with my intuition. And I just, I was, I literally wanted to just fall off. uh, Fall off the train, rather. Like, because I had not slept for the last several nights that when this whole thing started happening, like following my intuition and I was extremely dehydrated because of all of the energy that I was getting. Um, by the time, by the first stop, I was being guided to just get off the, get off the train, get some air, but then I kept going and I started walking around the city all day, all day. And I don't know how many times I was guided to ask for help. But between fear, my dehydration, it all got the best of me. And I followed the guidance and my intuition until I got into an altercation with someone and the police were called. 
So thankfully that uh, this happened, I didn't, I wasn't thankful at the time, but I'm thankful now that it happened because eventually they contacted my ex-husband and unbeknownst to me, I had no idea until he showed up um, at the hospital later. He took me home and then I continued to still get downloads and uh, gut feelings and needing to follow my intuition to leave the house. And um, it just led me to realizing that I had the power to create my own life, that I did not have to be in the situation that I was I was in at the time, which is I was very unhappy. I was extremely unhappy. So, of course, I'm leaving a lot of detail out, and I hope you can respect the need for privacy in this matter because I, I'm not going to tell you guys everything. Uh, just if so, if there are any questions about this, this particular incident, I will not be answering them. Um, because part of finding my power was cutting ties completely with both of my parents, and it came off as me as the bitch and that's pro and that's fine like I needed that like directness because <clears throat> it was like earworms um you need to do this you need to do that not like are you okay what's going on what do you need what you know like there there was none of that there was just like you need to do this. What are you thinking? What are you doing? Like, what are, what is your plan? You know? So it's, I just needed to do that. And, um, I did not have the support of my husband either. And I, uh, I actually received help from a friend who allowed me to stay with them. And I am so grateful to them and their family for allowing me and my pets to uh to stay at their home because without them I don't know where I'd be I'm just I'm just very grateful to be here and <clears throat> and content I'm very content knowing that I don't have to control everything I don't need to know the answers for tomorrow that things will eventually work out. I just have to be patient and just follow the signs. Now, if any of this is resonating with you, great. Welcome to the community. <laughs> We're sharing your emotions, whether you agree with me or not, is welcome. What I will not tolerate in this, in this space is bullying and crossing boundaries. So if you are a troll, please know you will not be entertained. Um, this podcast is meant to bring the, the long lost art form of discussions where we debate what our beliefs are, accept what resonates and then leave the rest. Because as a therapist, I have had to sit on that side plenty of times where I did not wholeheartedly agree with a client and I was still able to receive something from that discussion, something from that conversation, right? So whether it was a different perspective 
or just like grounding me even more in my belief. It, and that's not something that we have to necessarily uh, gloat on, right? Is it, we don't have to prove to somebody else that our experience or our beliefs are like the one and only. It's it's not because it's it just is. And we'll talk more about that later. We can have a communication and still be respectable, respecting of others, others conflicting views, which is all about life. We all have different walks of life. And if we were able to just sit and listen to each other, the world would be such a better place. If we all believed the same things, like how freaking boring would that be? That's the whole thing about spirituality. The world is strictly built around your belief system. So if you believe that the world is <laughs> world is flat, the world is flat. And I, I use that one as an extreme case, but like, okay, the world is flat and your reality is flat. And I'm not going to argue with you if you believe it is. More power to you. Um, <laughs> I, I digress. So it's not a way of separating you from others. It's a way of finding your tribe and uh, giving those that don't see things the way you do a different perspective. But you have to be open to receiving that perspective. So whether that different perspective resonates with the other person is on them to chew on and uh, spit out like if you like if they like just don't spit it back to the person with the with the different with different do not spit it at the person that is has the differing view than you because all, all you're doing is uh, creating that malice that's when we get caught up in the I'm right, you're wrong debacle. And what did I say earlier? You know, gloating about it. There is no right or wrong. It just is. At least on this channel. Now, please do not go out there mixing my words and say like, Amelia said that I can go rob a bank because it's not wrong. No, that is not what I'm saying. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying right at all there is no right and wrong does not refer to ethics boundaries limitations of the law the value systems that you have and the beliefs that you have now that that is out of the way let's get into discussing my setup another reason i didn't start this podcast back when i was guided to was because i didn't have all of the right tools my hair wasn't the right length I didn't have the right clothes. I didn't have the right makeup, the right body type, the right features, <laughs> the right apartment setting. Like <clears throat> to this day, it still upsets me that I am not where I want to be. But in a different way, like I can appreciate where I am without like getting going into the emotion of it so fully. As, whereas before, I was like in such a negative mindset. But I've gotten to the point 
where spirit is just like, okay, it'll never be the right time because I'm meant to normalize not having my shit together for the sake of anyone else that is struggling to have their voice heard. So you'll notice I don't have a green screen uh, up behind me. I have not had the resources to progress in my life right now. Um, the way I would like, I am still living with my friend. I have not dyed my hair in like almost two months. I haven't bought new makeup. I haven't bought new clothes. Um, and I have been surviving on the per diem job that I've had for, uh, that has been inconsistent with their pay. So I have struggled with needing to let go of what things look like on the outside looking in because that's something that I was taught by my mother who always had something to say about my body and the way I was perceived by her. My self-confidence was destroyed by the side comments she would make about my weight and what I would wear. I lost my authenticity because I cared so deeply what she thought about me. And while I know all of the, all of these things are about the, are about to change for me, I can look at myself and say, I respect the courage it has taken. I respect the courage that it has taken me to get onto this camera and share this part of myself. It has been unbelievable unbelievably healing for for me and I would want and I would not bleh, I'm getting tongue tied because I'm just getting so emotional right now it's like I I just really could would not change any of this any of my experiences because I can appreciate them so much more now so often I have tried to force things to work in the past um for example like getting all getting all the things like the 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 microphone or or not even that but like craft items and and it never worked out it turned out not to be as interesting or as as i expected or i didn't have the motivation for it because <clears throat> it wasn't what i was supposed to be doing which led to a lot of accumulations of stuff and this is where I think people go overboard with having less when they go through their spiritual awakening. They, you know, you've heard of minimalization versus material maximization, you know, and the idea of materialism gets misconstrued with the with being a maximalist. You're not materialistic if you like nice things. That's a preference. Are you using the nice things to mask your emotional needs? That is materialism. And that is what I was doing. I remember when my ex-husband told me he had asked my dad for my hand in marriage. I know. So gentlemanlike, right? My dad told him, you know, she's, she's high maintenance, right? And then... And when I found that out, I was so pissed. I was hellbent 
on rejecting that part of myself that asked for too much. So if I'm asking for my emotional needs to be met and I know, or, or let me backtrack here. I no longer asked for my emotional needs to be met. I basically said, fuck it. I'm not going to get anywhere. So, uh, I might as well try to find it the best way that I could. And that was with my, with materials. And that's what I had learned from my parents, right? Is to, I'm coming to this realization now that this is the, this is the, this is what I learned from my parents is to, uh, oh my gosh, right on television. There you go. That's where the materialism came in because the that's how they showed love and that is where that is how I coped. My God. <sighs> I don't want to cry on the camera the first episode. <laughs> oh shit. So all I was asking for emotionally was the bare minimum like be there for me hear me do you see me do you like you don't even have to understand me just listen you don't have to fix it you don't have to tell me what I need to do just hear me and this just loops us back to the very beginning and uh you know what does it mean to provide your child with emotional safety. It means thinking outside of yourself, looking outside of yourself to provide empathy, support, and learning your child's needs in order to, in order for them to feel seen and heard. Neither of my parents had the capacity to do so, and I absolutely understand why like I always I've always understood this I've always understood why they weren't able to do that and that's why I was always letting things slide so knowing what I know now about the capacity of their parents had and what my parents upbringing was like uh no wonder <laughs> no wonder they didn't have the ability to love that way. It's a generational curse, you know, and no one is necessarily to blame. Not even my grandparents, not even the grandparents before that. Um, it's, it's more or less about being able to recognize there is another way of doing something, um, especially as society continues to, uh, awaken and continues to grow, you know, taking, take being at your job and you've been given construct, constructive criticism. Do you walk away and say, what a jerk? Or do you absorb that information and move forward? Hey, I get it. Constructive criticism is a hard pill to swallow. If it wasn't for my mom, projecting her own inability to accept constructive criticism or accept feedback, I'd probably have felt the same way too. 
mine just manifested in a different way. If I ever received constructive criticism, I would give up. I would quit. I would resort to anger right away because I learned that it was not safe to fight. It was not uh, safe to learn from my mistakes and keep going because there was only one right or wrong way to do things. And uh, because I was told that different differing opinions wasn't safe this is why teaching emotional maturity to from the perspective of the parent is so important it is it was it is irresponsible to rely on your child your child who needs to learn things in order for them to understand how to self-soothe if they haven't been taught to do so and I'm going to give a big caveat here. It needs to be at home. It is also irresponsible to allow the teachers to be responsible for this as well. They have only one job to do, and that's to teach a certain amount of curriculum during the hours throughout the day and have the rest of the evening evening off. They, you know, they need to be able to go to go to work stress-free and then go home and it ha it starts with the parents and being help being able to help them help children emotionally regulate you know do i have children no i don't have no i don't have children and there is a huge reason for that you know i told the universe when i was a teenager that i did not want children if i was going to parent like my mom so I have not had the the blessing of having kids for this very reason. Um, what the stuff, the knowledge that I have about this information now is because I was a child therapist for two to three years. So I went. I want to be a safe place for my kids. That that doesn't mean that I'm going to be a helicopter mom. It doesn't mean that I'm going to be easy on them per se. It means that I plan to allow my child to the emotional safety to make mistakes and learn from them in a kind, respectful way that does not damage their autonomy. Whew. That was a lot to go through for the first episode of the podcast, eh? So let's end this episode on a exercise. If you feel safe right now and are in a safe place where you can close your eyes, I'd like you to take a couple of deep breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth. Good job. Now, I'd like you to bring your hands together and I just want you to rub them together. Like really, really create a lot of friction, right? Build that energy between your hands. Now start to spread them apart. And feel the vibrations in your hands and, and feel the energy like flowing in between like 
moving them back and forth. You can feel that little ball, feel it create like a little bowling ball. You know, what color is that energy? If you can see color, how does it make you feel? How heavy is it to you? Notice all of those things. And right there, you just created your first energy ball. And this has been the first step into understanding energy. It isn't everything. Use this as an exercise journal prompt. Another part of spirituality is that, you know, the exchange of energy between humans. And it, this can happen through the through this video. You know, it can happen when uh, you're in front of people, uh, definitely in front of people, but also through the computer as well. Everything has a molecular energy. And it's so important to make sure that you are able to cleanse your space Cleanse your, uh, create a disconnect from somebody else's um, energy field. So definitely, if you have the time to go take a shower and just say, I cleanse myself. I cleanse myself of any energies that are not in my highest good. And, uh, or look up different ways to cleanse. So if you've made it this far. Thank you so much for sticking around. Uh, I did not expect this first episode to be so long. So if you've. Um, I appreciate you for staying. Let me know what you thought of the show in the in the reviews. Uh, if you're open to having a debate um, discussions. I'm going to be opening a Facebook group where we can discuss the items that um, I bring up in this podcast. You know, please note that there are no bullies welcome uh, and there will be group rules. So there's zero tolerance for bullying um, or trolls. So thank you so much for hanging out the next time on our Next time on this podcast, we're going to talk about uh, how emotional neglect affected my ability to create. So even right now, I have like I'm totally drained of energy. But uh, so if you'd like to support uh, support my work, whether it's uh, the podcast, my art, or my book, um, I didn't get to tell you about my book yet, but uh, that will come in a future podcast episode. So go to www.serendipitousexp.com to check out more about me, the blog, and what I do. Until next time, stay safe. Have a great night.